Right. Well, one of uh, my favorite Thanksgiving stories, and I know I've shared this one with you all in the past, uh, but I heard about a couple who lived in Michigan, and they had a son who lived in New York and a daughter who lived in California. And the wife said one day that she really wished that the kids would come home for Thanksgiving. So the dad picked up the phone the day before Thanksgiving and called his son in New York and said to him, I hate to ruin your day, but I have to tell you that your mother and I are getting divorced. After 45 years of misery, enough is enough. You can call your sister and tell her, but we are done. Frantic, the son called his sister in California who exploded on the phone and said, there is no way they are getting divorced. She shouted, I'll take care of this. She called her father and said to her father, you are not getting divorced. Do not do anything until I get there. I'm calling my brother back and we are both flying home tonight. We will be there tomorrow. Until then, do nothing. Do you hear me? The father hung up the phone and turned to his wife and said, okay, honey, the kids are coming home for Thanksgiving and they're paying their own way. <laughs> this next Thanksgiving, this next Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's one of maybe my favorite holiday because of what it represents. We as a people become so consumed with ourselves, and we expect so much and our hearts become so interfocused and this holiday allows us to look back to our Lord and Savior and say thanks. Everything in this life is of the blessing of our God. It's all his grace. One of the, my favorite psalms, it's a short one, only five verses. We didn't, when we went through Psalms earlier in the year, this is actually one of the Psalms that we did not preach through, saved it for Thanksgiving. Psalms 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Man, what a marvelous five verses. In this psalm, we see three things about faithfulness or thankfulness that we can celebrate this Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time set aside to remember to give thanks to God for all that we have because it all, all comes from him. From the beginning, the focus was giving thanks to God. It was an invitation to the nation to give thanks. We see this invitation in the psalm. Verse 4 again, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. In this verse, the invitation is to thanksgiving. 
thanksgiving. God invites us into his presence. That alone should drive you to your knees in thanks. That we, because of Christ, can enter into the presence of a holy God. To respond to his love and his grace, the fact that God wants to spend time with us. How often, throughout your week, are you stopping to think about that fact and give thanks? Give thanks and bless his name. The great Christian writer Max Lucado, who has written dozens of books, tells about living as an American when he was in Brazil. And one day he was walking along the street on his way to university to teach a class. And he was walking through one of the poorer sections of Brazil and he felt a tug on his pants legs. And turning around, he saw a little boy about five or six years old with dark beady eyes and a little dirty face. And the little boy looked up at the big American and said, bread, sir. And Max Licato, you know, said there's always little boys begging on the streets of this part of the city. He says, usually I turn away from them because there's so many. He goes, I can't feed them all. But there was something so compelling about this little boy that I just couldn't turn away this day. So taking his hand, I said, come with me. And I took him to the coffee shop down the street. And I told the owner, I'll have a cup of coffee and give this boy a piece of pastry, whatever he wants. Since the coffee bar was around the, the other side of the counter, I walked over there to get my coffee, forgetting about the little boy, because the beggar boys usually get the bread, and they run out into the street, and they disappear. But this one didn't. After he got his pastry, he went over to the big American and just stood there looking at Max Licato. Licato said, I turned and looked at him. Standing up, his eyes were looking about at my belt buckle. The little boy, holding his pastry in one hand, looked up and said, Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Locator said, I was so touched by the boy's thanks that I would have bought him the store. He said, I, he went on to say, I sat there for another 30 minutes in the coffee shop, late for my class, just thinking about the boy who came back to say thank you. You know, when you think about this story, I can't help but think about us as the beggar boy, in need of everything. Without Christ, we are completely lost and destitute, wandering the streets of life with no direction, no purpose, and no hope. And so many people in life take the common grace that God gives to them and they run back out into the street of life, never thinking twice about turning back to God and saying, thank you. Thank you for what you have done. How do you respond to the love and grace and mercy 
of our Savior? Do you just take it for granted and forget it? Or do you accept God's invitation to draw into his presence and say thank you? So we see the invitation of thanksgiving. We also see, secondly, the motivation of thanksgiving. What motivated the psalmist to enter and give thanks and praise? What was it? It was God's character and his conduct, his love and his faithfulness they endure. Verse 5 of Psalm 100, For the Lord is good, his love endures forever, his faithfulness to all generations. What is it that motivates us to give thanks? It's what we just celebrated. And the taking of the bread and the drinking of the cup. That is what motivates us. That our sin debt was paid. God was faithful to us. His love put him on the cross, put Christ on the cross, and his faithfulness kept him on the cross until his death. That is what motivates us. Aren't you glad that we serve a faithful God who loves you? I'm going to give you a little bit of some history lessons this morning on Thanksgiving. The, the very first recorded Thanksgiving in North America was celebrated in 1621 when Plymouth colonists and Native Americans shared an autumn harvest feast. And maybe you have heard that story, but maybe you haven't heard the background to that story. Many school history books don't tell the, the background of that story. It was in 1605 that the Native American Squanto from the village of Paul, Texas, Massachusetts, met his first settler. He traveled to England with an explorer named John Weymouth. In England, he experienced many adventures and was able to learn some English. He returned to America in 1608, three years later. On his return to America, he was kidnapped by Englishman Thomas Hunt, who was one of John Smith's lieutenants. He was taken from Massachusetts along with other Native Americans by an English ship captain and sold into slavery in Spain. Their squanto was bought by a Spanish monk who treated him well, freed him from slavery, and taught him the Christian faith. Squanto eventually made his way to England where he improved his English and worked in the stables of a man named John Slaney. Slaney sympathized with Squanto's desire to return home and eventually he was able to send him back to America. It, was in six, it wasn't until 1618, 10 years after Squanto was initially kidnapped that he was on a ship returning to America as a free man. When he arrived home, he learned of the second blow delivered by the English. His tribe had died from an epidemic, probably a smallpox that had been brought by earlier colonists. He and another Native American, Samoset, went to live with a neighboring tribe near Plymouth, Massachusetts. It was there that he was introduced to the new pilgrim settlers. And there Squanto became a picture of forgiveness. He had been captured by the English. He had been sold into slavery. His entire tribe had been wiped out by the, the sickness brought over from Europe by the English. And instead of being bitter, 
And playing the victim card, he chose to help the 47 of the 102 pilgrims who had barely survived their first harsh winter. He could have easily said, you know what, these people have only treated me wickedly. They've only killed everyone that I know. They've only sold me into slavery. But instead, he helped them build warm houses. He taught them how to plant crops corn crops and where it should be planted without their help there would not have been without squanto's help there would not have been the 20 acres of corn produced that year squanto also advised the pilgrims on their relation with the other native american tribes he helped them make friends acted as an interpreter guided them on trading expeditions and gave them advice on bargain bargaining with the other tribes the pilgrims wouldn't have made it through the year without the wisdom the guidance, and just the grace that Squanto showed them. There would have been no first Thanksgiving without Squanto, who made a choice to forgive out of what he learned from that Spanish monk. Learning about the grace and forgiveness of our Lord and Savior. That Thanksgiving flowed out of thankfulness of one man's heart. Through trials and difficult situations, he had been prepared to be a blessing. God, through the wicked, sinful actions of man, took a wicked thing that had happened to him, being sold into slavery, and turned it into good for Squanto to see and hear the gospel message and accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. God was preparing Squanto for the day that he would meet the pilgrims. And he was thankful that God had worked in his life. What do you have to be thankful for today? How has God's great love and faithfulness been seen in your life through difficulties and trials? I know there's some people sitting here today who have had a difficult 2023. But we all have reasons to look back and give our Savior thanks. As I was writing my sermon this week, I was reminded of how good God has been to us as a congregation. And how good and faithful God has been in my own life. So thankful for our God. So we see here our motivation for Thanksgiving. And last of all, we see the celebration of Thanksgiving. Let's read again the verse 3. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So how do we respond to God's love and faithfulness? Landry, put those verses back up on the screen for me, honey. Notice the verbs that are used in this passage. Look at it. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. All of these Action verbs that God calls us to in celebration 
of thanksgiving. We come thoughtfully declaring aloud God's goodness to us. Listen to the words written in 1621 by Edward Winslow, one of the 42 members of the Plymouth Colony that survived that first winter. Now remember, there were only 42 survivors that first year. Over 100 made the trip. And he wrote these words. No doubt losing friends and family, He said, our harvest of corn came in well, and God be praised. God be praised. We had a good increase of of corn, and our barley crop was also good, but our crop of peas wasn't worth the gathering. They were sown too late, and although they came up very well and blossomed, the sun parched them. Once our harvest was brought in, our governor sent four men out to hunt fowl, in order that we might have a special celebration rejoicing together over the fruit of our labors. Those four hunters in one day killed enough fowl to feed our company for almost a week. And although our harvest was not always so plentiful as it was at time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are far from want that we often wish that you could be partakers in our plenty. Listen to that. By the goodness of God, we are so far from want. These people who had, many of them died of starvation, cold, sickness, and yet he is writing, by the goodness of God, we are far from want. Is that your testimony today? How do you respond to God's faithfulness? Do you sit down and think about all the ways God has blessed you? Do you put into words what God has done in your heart and then shout it out and declare it to others in a celebration of praise like the psalmist says? There are so many things we as a people can be thankful for. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be here and minister to my Bethel family. When I think about how God has brought all of us together, how each and every one of you have a unique story, and there is a unique situation that has brought us together as a church, I cannot help but sit back and say, thank you, God. Thank you, for this church, for these people that make up this church. In this coming year, there is a ministry that God wants to do in your heart. God is going to work in and through you through the good times and the difficult times, like our story with Squanto. And he will prepare, through those times, he is preparing you to minister. Minister to your next door neighbor. Minister to the person in the cubicle beside you. Minister to the student at the table you sit at every single day for lunch. Will you 
be faithful to our God and give him thanks and minister out of your motivation of thanksgiving. Out of our overflow of what you have received in Christ, perhaps you're beginning to understand that we as a people are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing to the world around us. So as you sit around the Thanksgiving table this year, I highly encourage you, stop, and each one of you, reflect on God's goodness, his grace, and celebrate our God. Celebrate him by giving thanks. Let's pray.